everybody, this is Jamie and Amar at Get More at Bats, and I have a slogan. Amar and I were just talking about this slogan that I want you to let marinate in your head, <clears throat> let marinate in your head, sorry. And from there, we'll kind of give you the premise of today's episode. The premise or the slogan is work solo, not alone. And when Amar first said it to me, it took a moment for my brain to like compute what that meant. But this episode is around accountability. And there's kind of two ends to the accountability. You, the seller, the account X, account executive, account manager, being accountable to the things that you can control. I believe you can control the decisions you make and the actions you take. And in fact, I was actually just listening to a podcast the other day, and there's actually four variables. Um, it's a great a new podcast I started listening to called like Dadhood or Fatherhood. Let me just not go on too much of a tangent, but it is called Front Row Dads. And actually, a guy that I ski with, Brad Pedersen, was one of the guests. And he believes that there's kind of four things you control. I give you two. But then there's also the leaders who are work or controlling the sales team. So how are they, you are an AVP or an RVP of sales. How are you creating accountability, not only for yourself to do proper management, make sure that you actually run your one-on-ones, make sure that um, you are uh, coaching your sellers. And then at the same time, ensuring that your sellers are actually doing their work. So with that, I'm going to actually pass this to Omar, but the theme, again, is accountability. Maybe, Omar, you can bring us the situation, the challenge or opportunity you see, the resolution. We're going to kind of bat this concept around that we both feel this is a lost art and accountability is getting worse and worse. We're trying to rely on data and analytics to control it all, but that is removing the human element. So I'll pass that to Omar. Yeah, for sure. Especially in mid-market to enterprise deal sizes, Jamie. So if you're in a if you're a salesperson, an AE in a company that has 25K <clears throat> ACV or higher, sorry for the voice, I have a slight cold, um, but I still show up for y'all. Okay, so if you're selling into that kind of market and in that into that kind of deal size, here's what's happening. In the last 10 years, there's been an extreme digitization and automation has come in as well when it comes to lead generation. So account executives are literally now stepping into roles expecting that stuff is going to get created for them. Oh, there's another human being that's going to generate my appointments. There is a set of data that I'm going to tap into that's going to just show me magically everyone I should call. and. Of course, they're going to pick up the phone because the machine told me they would pick up the phone. All of this is going away now. All of this is going away. The reliance on this has been so heavy that the accountability has been missing when it comes to prospecting. Now, accountability in sales as a theme does exist, no question, but it exists from the sales methodology or sales cycle perspective. So, Jamie, observation number one is this that we have extreme, in some cases, extreme systematization when it comes to how to enter or from entering the account all the way to close, but we have the diametric opposite 
of that when it comes to how to get that door open. So everything is literally at the door. The door is <clears throat> the battleground where everything is in sales right now from an account executive's perspective. So that's observation number two, uh, observation one rather. Here's observation number two and the challenge. And then Jamie, I'll kick it back to you. So salespeople are prospecting in wildly different ways. Now, one thing that Jamie and I are noticing, we can't prove this, we're not gonna run a study on it, but after working with hundreds of thousands of salespeople in the last decade, I would say these are some pretty educated hunches. <clears throat> the older salespeople, so people that are 40 plus years old, they are having a much easier time prospecting than are the quote unquote younger salespeople. And what's happening is that the 20 and 30 something year old salespeople, the AEs, are essentially expecting a lot of system support in order to enable and speed up a huge portion of their jobs. And what's happened is that from a caloric intake, organizations have spent majority of their calories on building out systems and automation and digitization of lead generation. But the old school cats out there, and by the way, me and Jamie are both 40 plus. <laughs> okay, so I guess we're allowed to say this. I am but not. The old school people like us who were kind of raised in an environment of sales where prospecting was like, if you didn't do it, you got you know what handed to you. So Jamie, I'm gonna kick it back to you. Those are the two meta observations. Number one, there is virtually no systemic way of prospecting or systemized way of prospecting, but there is a systemized way of selling. And number two, that the older reps have an easier time than the younger reps as the market kind of goes back into more prospecting being needed. What are your thoughts? Well, I, so I want to touch on part two. Um, during the years where Amar and I invented, pioneered, and implemented social selling, like in, in its true original genesis, you know, call it year 2012, 2020, there was this huge concept around digital native versus digital immigrant. And it was this argument, can I really teach my older sellers to be, become social sellers? And we used to argue what you have in a person like Amar and I, who are 45, who have been classically trained in sales, like where we sat in physical offices and we sat in bullpens and we like, we drank literally from the water cooler of sales, like around us that were just bullpens of sellers, is that our only missing ingredient was a digital workflow behind us. But what we had was we had the acumen of how to sell. We had this great acumen around our product and our market that we served. We were just kind of more immersed into the customer base. Um, we, and, we, and then again, we also had that, that business acumen of you know, having a bit of empathy, knowing when to apply pressure, when to back off, when to like listen, when to talk. It, it just, I felt generationally that was really strong. But the argument was, well, can I really teach my old dogs new tricks? But you could, and you have much better results because all you need to do is teach them a system to follow 
in some a tool like LinkedIn and they, they and their social networks. And that was the, the other component. You know, the older you get, the, the more robust your social network becomes. So you have all the components to become successful. What is old is new again. And I was just at a customer. I was at a customer of Blue Yonder and their sales team. Let's, specifically let's, let's wait, 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 wait. We should, we're going to, we're going to beep that out just in case we run into any challenges. No, no, no. This was like amazing. So I was, you know, the CSM team was call it for uh, the vast majority of people were from the ages of 40 to retirement. And they have one of the greatest cultures. And in fact, they have such a great culture that their CSM team ranks 10 basis points on a happiness score on happiness scores than any other employee group within the organization and any of their major competitors. I talked to many of these teammates that talked about how they're going to work here until we retire. Wow. So you had many people that have been working there 15, 20, 25 years. So they were from the ages of 40 and older. But how does that serve the customer? They have very little churn. Why? Because every CSM, their, their like nascent knowledge of supply chain management and logistics was off the charts. Like these actually, many of them were former CEOs of small logistics companies and supply chain companies that got acquired by Blue Yonder and were now leading departments within CSM. So the reason I'm telling you this is that is an incredible opportunity. You have all these account executives that are Amar and I's age, and they might've been serving the HR space for 20 years or for Amar and I serving the sales and marketing space for 20 some years. Like you're, there is no sales scenario we haven't encountered. All you need to do then is teach us a process to follow that can turn into a habit, turn into a bit of a daily routine. So that is a massive opportunity. And you just need to be able to keep the team, and this, this is, I know we've been on a tangent here, but you need to keep the team accountable to following that process. Cause that's the only missing ingredient where it's actually more difficult sometimes um, to teach somebody a process they can follow, but then they don't have basic business acumen, basic understanding of like human empathy because they haven't been in the space long enough, basic core sales values and skills that sometimes is lacking with a younger generation just because it's a learned skill. And so that's also a bit of why you're not seeing the successes of SDRs and BDRs in the tough times as you saw it five years ago in the, in the frothy times, because now the customers just want to deal with those that are like, and, and everybody uses this word, the trusted advisor, that, that super advisor. Well, that super advisor is somebody who's walked many, many miles in many, many customer shoes. And now they just need to follow a process. So that was my first component. I know that was a crazy tangent. My second is, I actually think one of the accountability issues, if you think about measurement, you've got leading indicators, current indicators, lagging indicators. Far too many sales leaders focus on current and lagging. Example, they show up to a meeting, they constantly bark about pipeline coverage. Such a 
ridiculous notion or measurement most of the time because most sales leaders don't actually understand what pipeline coverage really means. They, they read in a book that everybody's supposed to have three times pipeline coverage. I see it in every company I ever meet. I want my sellers to have 3x pipeline coverage. But if you were to actually probe the sales leaders, they couldn't tell you what that means. They don't realize that would mean you would have to close 33% of all your opportunities, which they are not. Yeah. You know, it's been shown by winning by design that the average company is now closing 17% of their opportunities. That means you need a six or seven times pipeline coverage. So the accountability problem is that the sales leaders are turning back to their sellers and saying, I just want you to go get 3x pipeline. And they that's what they measure towards, but they don't actually understand what it means. They don't understand that the seller needs to do the things that they can control. They can't control 3x pipeline. They can control the decisions they make. Like, do I go after account A versus B? Do I, you know, take a moment to back up and build a bit of an account plan? Do I, you know, measure twice, cut once? And then do I take action? Am I actually every single day showing up, doing, you know, messaging five new prospects every day? And letting that snowball roll downhill. Every day I'm going to message five prospects. Five becomes 25 over a week. That becomes a couple hundred over a month. Uh, that's what they should be really focused on. The leading indicator. Yeah. And if sales leaders spent more time saying, I'm going to focus in on you getting up out of bed and doing these five things every day. And tomorrow, I'm going to make sure you do those five things again. And if we just keep doing and it's no different then your own personal daily routine. I swim every morning. I'm about to go for a walk right after this podcast. I can't control. So I can't dictate if I, at the end of the year, weigh a certain weight. But I can control my caloral intake and output. And if I do that every day, I feel very confident. I'm highly, I'm going to highly influence my ability to stay within a weight range. So Jamie... I'm going to push back slightly. I'm agreeing with you, but I'm going to push back slightly in that, or maybe not push back, but I'll qualify what you're saying slightly. Because I think salespeople believe they do this. Sales leaders will always say, spend an hour a day prospecting. Just spend an hour a day prospecting. But we're still in an environment where only half of AEs are making their number. Yeah, but that's like, Amar, I want you to, I'm going to use that same analogy. Amar, tomorrow I want you to spend an hour gymming. Yeah, so this is the thing, like sales leaders saying go prospect every day and then turning your reps loose without a system or a process or know-how or anything is crazy. Yeah, it's utterly and, bananas because and it's it's like leaving your house before checking traffic on Google Maps or something. You know what I mean? Like, why would you do that? The gym, the analogy of the gym is you didn't show them how to do the exact steps to a 20 minute stretch routine before you start. Then you didn't show them how to use the bench press and the number of reps, the time of rest, the, the water they should have in between rests, and then the moving to the next station and how you complement perhaps a chest muscle working group to a back muscle working group as your secondary, like I see what you mean. Yeah. Like if it would have like the whole sequence of that one hour of gymming should be organized for them. Yeah. That's exactly it. 
Hey, we're going to we're going to end off here, but just to wrap up our thoughts. First, accountability is desperately needed when it comes to prospecting. Because if you're trying to get early on in those indicators as Jamie rightly pointed out, you need a proper way to prospect. You need a system, you need a plan. And um if you need help with this, Jamie and I would be happy to collaborate with you and help you deeper. Just reach out to us on LinkedIn. And thanks again for checking us out. This is the Get More at Bats podcast. It's Jamie and Amar signing out. Be sure to like, subscribe, make sure you follow us. And thanks again. We'll see you for the next episode. Cheers. Yeah.